You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his penis. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. How you doing? Welcome to this week's snack episode of episode 206. 206.5. Uh, hope you like missionary. Yeah, so this is the snack episode for episode six of season two of Killing Eve. I hope you like missionary. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We were hoping by now to get a... Uh, an extra minute or two, or at least a sneak peek of something of a nah, they're like, episode forget it. seven. But I'd like to blame all of you out there, all the fans, including ourselves, for leaking the shit out of the first two minutes last week. And that probably being part of the reason why we don't have any two minutes yet. And it's fucking midweek. Uh, I think with all the major shows getting all this blowback from these uh choices that the writers are making that everyone's just i don't know protecting their i don't think fucking amc gives a shit about game of thrones (laughs) current drama (laughs) if anything it works out best for them because they were already sharing things with journalist comments that were like oh killing eve so much better than game of thrones fuck game of thrones give me killing eve which has been my sentiment this entire time this entire month of of May and April, I've been like, Killing Eve has been satisfying me and has had me more anxious for new episodes than Game of Thrones. So yes, all of you uh, angsty Game of Thrones fans that are looking for something fun to watch, uh, I invite you to step on over to the... Uh... If they're listening to this, <laughs> they already have stepped across the line. Hmm. <sighs> Why don't we just dive into the correction segment? It's the correction segment. Wow, did we totally fuck that up? Did we... I mean, I hope that did. did I think they did. did, did. Yeah. And this is why we have snack episodes. <laughs> I mean, I got to do a little dance. I mean, oh, I, it's, not, it's not playing yet, but in my head it's it is. It's the corrections. All right. So what is the first correction we have here? Oh, well, this is really on me because I just went ahead and said smoothie. I went ahead and assumed because there was a blender involved that Constantine was making a smoothie in Carolyn's fucking kitchen, which... That was completely false. He was actually making, or in the process of making a dish known as dracona. Yeah, I remember he said it, but I was like not excited for whatever it was. He did. I just didn't pay any attention. I mean, I did, but I didn't bother to Google to see like, is dracona a smoothie (laughs) or is it a fucking meal? And evidently it's a meal, you guys, or a breakfast meal, specifically a baked omelet that evidently was common in Soviet Russia era. People baked omelets. And I I have to be perfectly honest with you that I don't even know what that means. I Googled it. It's frightening. I looked at photos and I'm afraid because it looked like the picture looked like cornbread. And I was like, no. (laughs) Like if you can slice my eggs like a piece of bread, like I don't think that that's for me. The texture. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm so picky about eggs anyway in life that I just know for a fact that if you baked it Russian style, like what these pictures show, nah. You know, that nope. that made me think of uh, the the morning omelet, that uh, the love omelet that was made, that Eve made for Nico, where it was like, uh... what is that? Or why does that look like that? She probably was experimenting with the Russian cookbook. No, I... um, I'm sad to say that 
Constantine is a better cook than Villanelle. Oh, no, excuse me, is a better cook, cook than Eve. Eve. That yeah. much is obvious, unfortunately, because Eve can't cook for shit at all. And if there are skills there to be had, we are not <laughs> aware of them. Oh, no. So we can move on to correction number two. All right. Oh, yes. Uh, we were trying to gloss over uh, the gravy bowl that was being used by uh it looked like a giant neti pot and i know neti pots do look like grave bowls but that's just what came to (laughs) mind (laughs) fucking neti pot anyway yeah so it was a bisto for for what who knows who he was eating but he just wanted a little bisto and he wanted it now from his sister in a very gross way where it's like uh, you need to do what i say yeah i didn't like that and apparently Bisto is a boxed delicacy of gravy, powdered gravy. Maybe it comes in liquid form. I'm mostly disturbed that people buy boxed gravy in the UK, but you know, I guess. Is that like adobo, but like <laughs> for mashed potatoes? I'm just confused that gravy can come in powder form, but whatever, whatever, whatever. It exists. And apparently it's super popular in the UK. These are like these references that we miss because we are American. And well... I've never heard of Bisto in my life. Yeah, I don't I don't know if this would be my jam. This is very um one of the reasons why I wouldn't touch food in a potluck cuz you never know <laughs> what was made from a box. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, because I have relatives who live in the UK, but no, I never seen no damn Bisto. But all right. Uh let's move on to the next correction here. Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm going to lead into this one myself because it's about motherfucking Dixit. And so the correction here is that like well, you did your best to explain know, these rules and stuff to me, and I was completely lost entirely. I think it's partly your fault because you did not clarify to me that Dixit has other stuff involved, not just cards, but evidently a board and like figurines for you to move on the board and numbers, numbers, number cards, things, accessories. Oh, yeah. The Dixit's a whole to do, but I was ultimately getting to the basis of how to earn the points and what so kind of skills it requires and why someone with the mind like Eve uh, would love a game like that or someone with two real uh, psychology degrees would get a kick out of it or someone planning to be some sort of agent or handling sensitive information. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I guess maybe that's something like we had said before, maybe that's some sort of undercurrent that the writers intended with the game of Dixit. I really don't fucking know. I just feel like it's a fucking weird game at the end of the day. It seems like it's open to a lot of interpretation, which I mean, I don't know how you are when you play games, but rules like games with hard rules like Uno or Spades can still lead to a lot of turmoil, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. to say the least, when you play the game. But I feel like this whole rhyming shit or that's something Amber did. But the story aspect of it, I did look it up on you. so someone could like explain it to me with the board and cards and I was like okay there's turns you take and stuff what happens but you know the way that I would play Dixit is if there was like a Killing Eve special edition of Dixit maybe we could work on that ourselves maybe people could like contribute fan art or something that they've done and we can just like make our own deck of Dixit Killing Eve edition and play it or give it away I don't know but that sounds like a fun idea that I'm going to do for the future Uh, let me see here after the Dixit oh Yes. Um, this next correction is about, uh, I guess, a clarification or getting more in depth of what uh, Carolyn was uh, getting at when she was trying to explain to the team that uh, it was about Moscow rules, where it was, yes, analog tech being a 
part of it, but it was mostly about uh, there being no breaking of the cover. There would be no... uh... Well, there's like a hard list available from the International Spy Museum in Washington, D.C. And there's a list of 10 things. And they go, one, assume nothing. Two, never go against your gut. Three, everyone is potentially under opposition's control. I like these rules. Four, do not look back. You are never completely alone. Five, go with the flow, blend in. Six, vary your pattern and stay within your cover. Seven, lull them into a sense of complacency. Eight, do not harass the opposition. Nine, pick the time and place for action. Ten, keep your options open. You know, now that I'm looking at these and I think of everything I see Villanelle do from the moment she meets Carolyn and is like in awe and she's like, oh, I'm going to be like the bestest people ever. It seems like she's just randomly picking one of these numbers to follow and sort of mix into. So, yes, she may have had points where she wanted to rely on Intel because you mean Villanelle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely talking about Villanelle here. So, I mean, yes, there were... She's doing better on the on the Moscow rules just because Eve, at least what we saw in the van, that Eve... Eh, I mean, and technically, she was going with the flow because she was just trying to blend like with her information when Peel started asking those targeted questions about her degree and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But Villanelle was definitely employing the rules of like, never go against your gut, go with the flow, like, right. yeah, she keep your felt, options open, which right. is what she did. She was like, I could try this other intellectual way, but I think she correctly do. like we said before that it was not working with Peel and that engaging on this level of like, yeah, let's have some sort of mental sparring session is not going to work when he doesn't respect people and especially women that the route to get to some thing was violence and that's that was her working on her feet yes i love that she was like you know what this psychology degree cover i guess it's important from a philosophy standpoint yeah that's how much i didn't (laughs) that's how that's how untrue it is and uh you know i can just abandon this and still keep my cover so i'm just gonna opt to not i mean she doesn't technically abandon the philosophy cover she just doesn't engage i mean she's she 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 made herself into more of an enigma for Peel because he doesn't, he already was like, I don't understand what's happening here. Your degrees indicate that there's some cleverness, that there's some intelligence, but the way you're acting right here in front of me says you're a ditz. What's going on? And so I think adding this extra dimension of like zero fucks and violence will just, (laughs) you know, he's going to flip out in a, in a way that's like, I'm obsessed with you. I need to know more about you. I need to spend time with you because I can't figure you out. Those stills of him playing all Overlord, watching her in department stores. I didn't like those vibes. No, it's nasty creeper. It's stalk style. You know what I'm saying? It's straight up stalking. Like anytime anyone's... And the only sexy stalking that we have in this show that we don't mind is when Villanelle's stalking Eve. That's it. We're not trying to see anyone else stalk anyone else, especially if it's a dude stalking one of our women. Because, well, it gets super creepy. I had a stalker in high school and... uh, it was super creepy. <laughs> I am so sorry that that happened. <sighs> Thank you. Me too. Well, I'm loving these rules and I'm going to apply them to next week's episode. <gasps> uh, I mean, technically, sh- we definitely have to apply them and think about them next week's episode, but they definitely were in effect this episode for sure. So there's some clarification, you guys, on Moscow rules. I'm sure most of you already Googled that shit. But if you didn't and you were curious, well, there you go. Oh, uh- Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was looking at um, what was next, but did you did you strike something? 
I you? no no I was just gonna move on to the next one too which was that Villanelle did not return to her flat or change her clothes before entering the halal shop we just sort of assumed that from the quick look of her in the hoodie and not having the wig on but we saw what was it like a BTS or something yeah we saw a BTS photo with Jodie Comer and the two actresses who were playing the duo that we saw in the shop and it was obvious that she was still wearing the striped shirt and skirt and tights from Peel's dinner and so okay new theory she just goes straight to the halal shop after she leaves Peel's but where, where did she put the wig I assume the wig is expensive did she squish it and put it in her pocket because all she's wearing is that that hoodie and the trench coat and I guess you know that's keeping with New York fashion we do love our hoodies here so was the subs that bad that she was like you know what all this misandry is making me hungry let me go not misandry uh, misogyny oh wait do you mean her misandry when she smacked him yeah (laughs) worked up quite an appetite let me uh, go get some uh, street meats I feel like Villanelle just sort of eats or fucks when she has these moments and maybe she'll do both with those girls because we still have zero confirmation on what's happening with the dynamic duo of I mean, I they, they took a picture. I'm hoping that means that they're going to be good, maybe rescued. It or... could be. We ha- we don't have those first two minutes because it is so applicable to the plot. I don't know. But yeah, not too many corrections this week, thankfully. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we're also still not spoiled. AMC premiere, we were hoping by now that we would Y'all get these two around. minutes. Don't wait till like Thursday, even though I feel like that's they're what gonna you're wait gonna till do. Thursday. They <laughs> literally will wait till Thursday, and then by Friday, uh, as per a brand new tradition, I will post a reaction thread for uh, the episode that has not yet come out yet. But you can throw your speculations there in the Reddit, and we can I don't know, we can try to do some guessing as far as uh, what we expect to happen, who we might expect to be the interest as the. Uh, as the the trailer uh, seems to assume that there will be, um, we just have yeah, we're wait. The trailer assumes what? Well, the trailing um, on the MC app where it gives the brief descript. Oh, where there's a of episode vibe. seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we technically went over that description. What was it last week for the snack? So when we were trying to muse over you know who the the love interest or. I doubt like love interest is definitely over speaking at this point. Romantic. No, because isn't it phrased like Villanelle's affections? And so obviously not romantic in the way that is truly threatening to Eve. But I feel like on the superficial level of Villanelle's attention is where it's a threat. Well, yeah. Uh, So it's yeah, it's one girl not paying another girl full attention because of work. (laughs) Right. The. The description was, Villanelle dives deep into the dangerous world of her target under the guise of her newfound persona, Billy. Eve may have worrying competition for Villanelle's affection. So, yeah. Billy's busy. You don't have Villanelle anymore until this job is done. So, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to us all. But, you know, big ups to Villanelle always knowing how to dress the fucking part because that hoodie look was such a New Yorker look. All right. So let's move on to Revelations. Killing Eve. Revelations. (laughs) Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. This was something you thought of. Uh, What's here? Oh, yeah. Caroline was probably super annoyed. Constantine was making a giant baked egg in her kitchen. I mean, well, yes, because she's not in love with breakfast to begin with. Yeah. But I also think that some of it definitely had to do with how out of pocket he was talking to he was trying to outhold the other hoe. Like, it was just weird. 
It could also be that he was using her shit. I just feel like you should ask before you just pull out someone's fucking blender and edibles, like food supplies, before you just start getting real comfortable in someone's kitchen. You're like, can I use, can I, do you mind if I use your stove? Right. Because poor Kenny was just trying to get some grub and Kenny had to go back to his room. You know, he was hungry. Yeah, he was probably like, I'm here to get some cereal or. Right, toast up some Eggos. You know, make a bagel. And he didn't get no food. But I think you're right because the way Carolyn was so extra pissy about those eggs, it could have been spurred by the fact that she just had to deal with her whole kitchen smelling like eggs, along with the two bitchy men who were measuring their dicks to be like, you know what? I just fucking can't stand it. Right. I'm going to a hookah bar. I don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Revelation. (laughs) (laughs) I like this one. Revelation numero dos. So Eve. Yeah. I mean, it's a revelation, but also we've been new. Eve walking into Ville's flat. And I'm just going to start using Ville randomly now with her keys like fucking dude from I Love Lucy. Like. Villanelle, I'm home. I mean, she was hella comfortable. Uh, yeah. She was really, really comfortable. It was very nonchalant. When I made those gifts for Tumblr, I was like, just Eve walks in nonchalantly to Villanelle's flat. And just like the confidence, the comfort, they're married already. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? Well, hey, sometimes uh, relationships move really fast when you're both women in love. Like, really, really fast. And Constantine with his mom arms in that scene. <laughs> See, that could be in your bingo card. Constantine's mom arms. Because it's going to happen. I mean, anytime. I feel like the mom arms happen with Constantine specific moments. And I'm sure it's an acting choice from Kim Bodnia. But it's always in a moment where, like, the bitches are being testy. And by that, I mean Villanelle or Eve. Because we saw him pull the mom arms on Eve when she comes back. And she's like, I got this envelope of shit. Like, give me what I want. And he's like, girl, what? And every time Villanelle's like, so we're going back to London? And he's like, no. She's like, actually, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and here's another instance where she just walks the fuck in. I'm sure he was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, is this something else I'm going to have to deal with with the two of you? That, okay, she has a key and now you can just come over here whenever the fuck you feel like. Because I really do feel that Constantine is an interloper. I feel like he's manipulating. Villanelle and Eve. I feel like Carolyn is manipulating Villanelle and Eve. And well, yeah, I just don't trust him. And with the whole, I mean, we get into a little bit in the musings with the whole van situation and what was really going on in there. But I just, ever since he was gaslighting Villanelle about Eve, you know, with the whole, what was that episode four with the hotel? And he's like, oh, she's not even thinking about you. It's about the ghost. Like that's does we know that he knows Villanelle so fucking well that it had to have been designed to get a certain kind of reaction that hasn't yeah. surprised him because how are you going to be upset that she's wilding out in Amsterdam unless the only thing you didn't predict was just how much she was feeling for Eve versus what you would actually get by inciting jealousy in someone you deem a psychopath who is fucking unpredictable. Why are you going to make an unpredictable psychopath jealous? That doesn't seem like a smart thing to no, do. No, it nope. really doesn't. Unless of course it is to get you closer to your overall goal that we as the audience have not been clued into yet. Whatever that is, I'm not sure. I hope we find out by episode eight of this season. But yeah. I think everybody just wants to be power players again. I mean, yes, they know about some dastardly things happening in around the world. But imagine if you yourself could be a proud owner of some weapon that could destroy the world. So it's like it's a great destroy thing. the world or control the world. Well, I want to say they're both the same. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I definitely want to say they're both the same. Everybody... Wasn't that an episode of, I can't remember if it was Black Mirror or Twilight Zone. That's so sad, but it's late. But there was this idea, and I've always had this idea in general once, you know, 
the e-company started aggregating people's information, that there could be a massive hack and that hack would be designed to destabilize the world in a certain kind of way. Maybe it was a bad horror movie. I don't know. One of the three. And, you know, there's a massive hack. And so everyone's shit is online. And so if you're curious about whomever, you can then go and be like, what's the fucked up videos you're watching? What are those Pornhub tabs you're visiting? What affair are you having? I would watch it. But wow. I feel like the ending was kind of disappointing, but the premise was something no, that yeah. I absolutely think is going to be relevant come 2025 or some other future instance where everyone has everything online and it would be calamity to just release everyone's private shit. And you don't have to target anyone specifically. You just have to leave the populace with their curiosities and they'll look up their wives or husbands or girlfriends or exes or whatever the fuck, their teachers, their bosses. And then there it is. So yeah, I don't know this weapon. Uh, this, I mean, that is, that is the most dangerous weapon. Information, mm-hmm. going back to what Constantine has said in in the past to Villanelle and his daughters that information is the shit information yep. is what creates the control mm-hmm. the power and makes the world go round and I have no doubt that Carolyn wants that for herself whether or not she's in league with Constantine I'm not sure but I don't think she wants it for MI6 to be no, perfectly of, honest of course not nope she wants it for the fucking 12 and right now I'm with Villanelle that she is in the goddamn 12 or maybe she's in the 13 but I'm gonna go with the 12 <laughs> right yeah, now so, right at least one of those organizations yeah she's Some moonlighting she's a double agent organization. she's a double agent that's basically because the whole point of having an asset with connections is to be able to utilize those assets. Mm-hmm. Why is this gentleman from Nairobi here? Oh, just because. Randomly? Random. Right. He's right. here for business and pleasure because yes. that's how Carolyn does things. She's never just like straight pleasure. She's like, hey, Julia, popping in for this morgue meeting, but also let's schmang in the closet real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's great. What is this here? Oh, uh, let's see. It's Villanelle. Oh, right. This has to do with what we said, because when we saw the first preview last week or not last week, oh, it's technically up oh, Sunday. Uh, yeah. We saw that. A bleeding Nico? Like on well, the I don't ground? know if he's bleeding. It looks like his eye is He's holding is something. Bruised. Yeah. I don't think he's holding anything besides himself. What? Yeah. Holding himself. Like he's holding himself. But like... his eye looks like it's bruised or like he just got knocked in the eye. Which would make sense because evidently it's Villanelle there. We were saying at the time that it looked like Nico was in danger, and he is. But it's not from Eve, like I was hoping or speculating. It's from Villanelle. I mean, I figured it could only be one of the two. There's only two people who would bother to fuck with Nico or his knob. And (laughs) evidently it's Villanelle. But the bigger surprise, making this a revelation, is that Gemma, 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 Gemma's there. Gemma is with Nico, and they are someplace in a shop. In a, it looks like a. Like a hardware or some sort of... It could be a, just a badly shed. decorated room inside Gemma's grandmother's house. Or it could be in the backyard. Like maybe Gemma has a, a, a shed, shed or, something, or something. And she's like, Nico, use your mustache to fix this light. <laughs> and she busts in, I guess. I mean, well, I'm not upset at it. I'm more so curious as to what is the end result of this. Well, I'm hoping it's someone dropping there. I'm so nervous to stand up to you, act, and them coming out of their shelves for once, honestly. What are you talking about? Well, Villanelle? No, Gemma. I know. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. I think Why that does Gemma a need lot... to come out her damn shell? What is she? I. You have so much concern for Gemma. And I'm just like, Gemma's being annoying in the background. I just want Villanelle to say something like, yeah, she's perfect for you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, like just like, something, something. Like al- you two deserve each other. Something like, akin to what Eve said. Like, yeah. yeah, you guys are perfect. She's so nice, just like you. She's so boring, just like you. I told her to leave you alone. That you were too nice. 
But maybe. What do you mean? No, Eve? no, no. Villanelle told Eve to leave him alone because he was too nice, too normal. I feel like that's something too nice for her to say. She's got to be, she's got to come for his jugular like she did in Oxford. And Villanelle has a special way about her when she's talking to Nico. I just hope she levels up. I mean, if we're lucky, something happens in the beginning of the episode that creates some sort of intimate situation with Eve and Villanelle. Maybe it has something to do with Eve just walking into her place like I fully want her and expect her to do from now on. Just like walking into Villanelle's crib like, hey, bitch, I'm here. I'm home. And maybe something happens. We've seen those frames. We don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know what happens if that happens in the beginning of the episode. But if there's a moment that they share, if. the most important thing is Eve's hair is down. Eve has yeah. gone to Villanelle's place at least once and she had her hair up and it's like, that's deliberate. You know what she likes to see. Maybe you're trying to close yourself down. And when she went the last time, she was still closed because Villanelle was like, how'd it go with Nico? And she's she was like, like none of your damn business. <laughs> shut up, it's none of your business. And so now that she's broken up with Nico, if she... essentially, then she's going over there with her hair down. Maybe she's more open to the stuff. If she complains about Nico, I hope she doesn't. I hope Nico's a non-factor when she's there. Like, I swear you have a, the worst predictions. <laughs> because I know that they're bad. But if she complains about Nico, even a little bit, that's going to be Villanelle saying, why, why is he in your? Why is he even occupying space in your mind? And that could be a reason why she goes over there. Like, um, you, you really made... think Eve would take the time to complain about Nico? Every time Villanelle wants, I think Villanelle was looking for some Nico complaints, but Eve is like, that's not your business. Right. That's between me and my husband. And whatever happens, happens. I honestly cannot conceive of Eve just being like, oh, let me just get this off my mind. But she like, Nico's so annoying. Like, no, what? but she does that with everyone else and not Villanelle. So, like, remember she overheard in the coffee shop? She's like... Oh, how much did she overhear? Because she was there. But that was Jess being nosy. Like, Eve wasn't volunteering shit about Nico. She was trying to text in private, and Jess was being nosy. She was being a spy, and she was like, oh, husband problems? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Maybe a blowjob and a compliment. And mm. Eve was essentially to her like, mind your business. Like, I don't think a blowjob's going to help either. And then when mm. Villanelle says it, she's mad that Villanelle says it. When she's thinking the same thing, a right. blowjob is not going to help. So you're telling me that Come on. She, she can't accept the truth when it comes out of another mouth, but but hers no <laughs> that's my answer no no she can't so we went from season one of carolyn saying i could care less about what's happening in that loveless marriage to now her dude team saying oh your marriage sucks so it's like well but her marriage does suck she's gonna have to say <laughs> that her marriage sucks and then someone may end up being there when she finally says it and then they're gonna be like oh so is that the green light? <laughs> because, uh, you know, just three weeks ago, me trying to say that I might hurt your husband didn't raise a reaction out of you at all. But I have a different prediction to make since you're going that way. I'm going to make a prediction that, that she goes over there for different reasons, that maybe she hears something from Eve relevant to Nico, but it's like she's offended for Eve and she's not, she's not going over there because she perceives Nico as a threat, but she's going over in there to drop salt on the wound because she's Villanelle and she's petty and she's dramatic. And I'm just wondering that because in the one clip we see, she's smiling. She's got her little knife out and it's similar to the knife that Eve stabbed her with. It's not that big curvy thing. She's like, that's just mm. for my girl for special nights. Let me right. get out this basic fucking switchblade. And she's smiling. And there has to be a reason why she she confronts Nico with Gemma. It'll be interesting to see. I know we have a listener question that comes up where they're like, do you think that Gemma will recognize Villanelle? I hope so. I don't, I've said this before that 
you know, Villanelle changes her hair. And hair does do a lot for changing the way someone looks. I mean, I'm a great facial recaller, so maybe that's just me. But I just don't see how she doesn't recognize that it's not Villanelle. Yes, she's wearing a different hairstyle, but the face is the same. I think it'll be interesting if Villanelle is recognized by Gemma because she should be to make it more interesting. And so Gemma can be like Tanika, oh my God, she came up to me at Parent Teacher. And then maybe Nika will be like, oh, so Villanelle was in the house. Maybe that apple was left by her. Maybe he asked maybe about the apple. Maybe not crazy. Well, no, it's not about her being crazy. It's about her being into violence. But yeah. I think he'll rethink that. Oh, was Eve just being paranoid? But then again, he did ask later on, was that about Villanelle? So he doesn't necessarily believe she's paranoid. He's just done with the shit. So Gemma's in the scene and it's pretty fucking interesting. All right, so here's the latest trailer we found for episode seven entitled Wide Awake. How much of the day do you spend thinking about her? Most of it. Are you planning something? We're soulmates. Wow. I think you can manage her honestly. I hate to be strict, but she really mustn't kill anyone. So, wow, there's a number of things (laughs) that are happening in that super short trailer. For one, there are title cards that are like, they read, will the perfect team become a killer couple? Uh, they're playing into our uh, our fandom wants. No, they're asking is. valid questions. It's not just about playing into our wants. It's a valid fucking question. I have always maintained that they are an excellent team, a perfect team. Yeah, there's some kinks to work out, but they're fantastic working together and they need to work together because they want to work together. It's like they have to. But the killer couple, that's what I would like to have answered by the end of this season. Like they're already a couple, even though they're kind of in denial about that coupledom, mostly just Eve at this point, but official couple status, like Villanelle and Eve, as you suggested on the run from the 12 and the and MI6 and the 13 and whoever else is out there, I'm feeling like that's more of a possibility for the end of this season because I'm really sliding down the slippery slope of Carolyn is up to no good, Constantine is up to no good. And given the episode descriptions that have come out for these last two episodes of Wide Awake in Your Mind, it definitely seems like shit's going to go really wrong for Villanelle and Eve as it relates to this Peel situation. And if anyone's to blame, I'm going to go with Constantine and Carolyn. And I feel like there's something that they're going to discover or in the course of this investigation that reveals that they are being manipulated to some greater end. And maybe once they find out what this manipulation is, they're like, let's take the weapon for ourselves and just go on the run. And maybe season three is Villanelle and Eve just, you know, at least for the first half, doing something wild. Villanelle teaching her girlfriend how to like, this is how you blend. Here's some lessons in murder. I don't know, but there are options. I'm liking it. And again, I mean, it, it does what? Nothing but extend the saga. So, I mean, as long as everyone stays alive, that is. I hope they realize that this show would not work with just one half of the two. I hope that's never a a real thing that is considered by anyone to do with Killing Eve because that would fucking suck. Uh, So that scene with her with the coat coming off or whatever on that bed, something's going to go down and I'm excited for it. Whatever it is. Something's going to go down. Maybe something already went down. Does Eve walk in on the threesome? Does she like, are those girls at her place? Because she just lets herself in and she's like, oh, what's this? And like, you know, the girls are like, oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) And Villanelle's like, oh, hey, I didn't expect you to just come in like that wifey, knowing she fully expected her to just walk the fuck right in. And maybe Eve feels away she's like why are these bitches in your bed what's going on <laughs> this has nothing to do with the mission doesn't it i mean well. i mean villanelle's <laughs> side mission potentially of fucking up that head eve and getting you to speak more honestly 
I mean, by your desires to be a little bit aggressive with Villanelle. I mean, I'm ready for that aggressiveness to come the fuck back out. That same energy we saw at the hotel where she was like, she's in there, <laughs> bang down the door. And she was like, I got to drink these small alcoholic drinks. I'm yelling and screaming. Hugo and Jess are disturbed. I want that feral, that feral Eve back. Uh, we may not see her the episode coming. We may not. We may I see her episode eight. I want to see her in episode seven. But I, I feel like we will definitely get Feral Eve in episode eight. It's not, there's only an episode or so that passes before she comes back into the scene. She oscillates from, oh, I'm totally calm and collected and I'm organized to, I'm completely a mess. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm acting irrationally and following my emotions. So I wonder if the Peel boys into it girl on girl. I feel like, Ew, why do we care? I feel like that may just make her all the more intriguing to him. Wait. But what, what, but what, uh, where does that even come from? What is it? That comes why from does him. it matter if she, if he likes girl on girl? Are you suggesting that he's watching Villanelle and the two girls? Like what the fuck? I think he might be. Terrence, you make no sense. She's in the MI6 apartment. There's no way he could gain access to that apartment without someone from MI6 knowing. That's not possible. And she doesn't have her, her wing on. So if he knows about her just fucking bitches, then he also knows that she's an assassin because you can't know one without the other. I'm afraid then. Wow. I feel like. Whatever happens in the episode coming, not the last episode, the cover doesn't keep the whole episode. It doesn't. Okay, I agree with you there. I do not believe the cover will keep the whole episode. I think something's going to happen to break Villanelle's cover. Either Villanelle herself, something Eve does because she's jealous of something and she's irrational the way she can be. Or maybe Eve, or not Eve, maybe Carolyn or Constantine breaks the cover because they have another reason why the cover should be broken. I don't know. But I do agree that the cover will, like something will happen and everything will start to go down next episode. Like maybe the case is looking up and then it's like, nope, we're taking a deep dive into (laughs) the abyss of... Of confusion. <sighs> Another interesting thing about this trailer that I saw some people speculating online about was that very first frame that we see of Villanelle and she's laying on a bed in a dark colored outfit. Pretty sure it's black. And I saw people on the Twitterverse speculating about masturbation. Well, I mean, is she overdue? She could be overdue. What? Is she overdue? What does it have to do with being overdue? Like, you don't need to be overdue to masturbate. You just need to want to do it. Well, well right. Well, <laughs> you don't how have many... to be so, behind on your fucking random, numbers. Random speculation. Like, the episode that we just watched. Uh, how many times do you think she had the opportunity to... Maybe Billy's not someone who um, who does that sort of thing, which would suck. Wait, What? What if Billy is someone who doesn't do that sort of thing? We don't You're saying what if does. Billy doesn't masturbate? I'm really yeah. disappointed in your suggestion. What if she doesn't? The only kind of woman who doesn't fucking masturbate is a woman who is not in touch with her body. Because if you wouldn't, or, you know, maybe asexual to some degree and just isn't interested in that. But I just, it's absurd. If we can make jokes that guys got to fucking jerk off so often that they do it at work, which... Ladies. I don't it's think disturbing. that's a joke. <laughs> no, no, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Some of my male colleagues who have been honest about it, they've been honest. And so I'm like, you know what? If um, you ever touch me again right. without confirming Ew. you washed your right. hands, exactly. we're going to fucking box in right. the parking lot. And so I believe that. I mean, I, you know me. I'm always like m- women have the same degree of libido and urges that men do. It's just that due to like life and conditioning in society, women are like respectful and keep it under wraps. They don't just like jump people on the street or hump random women or I men always, because they're horny. I say it's the well versus the fountain. <laughs> it doesn't mean that there's nothing running in the well. It's just that you have to reach in to get it. 
versus the fountain is it's so prominent like it's just the spout it's spouting i just want to remind you of, of this line too i mean i masturbate about you a lot <laughs> hey so the likelihood that villanelle is drawing from her spank bank of eve and one of the many scenarios that she has actually experienced with her and imagined. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think she's potentially doing that. Oh, Eve, I didn't hear you come in. <laughs> Ooh, actually, here's here's another thought. She doesn't have her wig on. And then um, she probably says again, uh, would you like to watch to Eve as she's in while all this is going on? And the only way that I could see her saying if you like to watch is if she got that bug in and she's in the actually because in that first scene, it doesn't look like her new London flat. It's not super easy to tell, but if you look at it, it looks like it could be a hotel or something else. I mean, there are some curtains. And I just feel like I didn't see curtains in the London flat. It just seemed a little bit more modern. So maybe this is a hotel. Maybe this is Peel's thing. It's hard for me to tell if she has her wig on in the shot. But if she does and she has some downtime from the Peel thing because she's got to stay deep undercover because of this thing, the only person who could hear her would be Eve. Well, that's true. And if that is happening, I might fly into the sun <laughs> during so any episode. In this I'm just going to be honest. Vehicle, listening to Villanelle Look, and her looking. dalliance. Uh, um, I hope she kicks Constantine out of the truck. Because <laughs> Constantine, Constantine don't need to be in there. better not be in the fucking truck. She better kick him with in his, his knees with and his just like, with his like, bag of chips. Like, get the fuck out. This is private information. <laughs> this is just for me. This is just for my listening ability. Also, I'm going to hit record so I can load this onto my iPhone later and play it back whenever I want to. So that's interesting. We can only hope for good things. And part of that would be like the masturbation session. I remember people were speculating. Remember we talked about it that Eve potentially was having a, a session like that in her bed based off a frame. That didn't happen. Or maybe it's yet to happen. Maybe it will still happen. But I feel like Nico was in that frame. And since Nico is out of the picture, then that must have just been a wish that went unfulfilled unfortunately but the other cool thing is obviously well that statement from villanelle we're soulmates are you are you soulmates villanelle is that what's happening well i guess to villanelle that's what's happening who is she saying it to maybe possibly mm. my uh, bet is for nico or eve so nico or eve do we think that's being said seriously or do we think that she's yeah, saying seriously. it I think seriously. Hmm. I think she actually does believe Evers her soulmate. And I'm not usually. No, I'm not saying super she cheesy like that. Like there's only one person for every one person in the world. I don't know that that's true. But in this scenario of killing Eve and this psychopath world of muted feelings, like how are they not more perfect for each other? It Obviously, Villanelle has run into other assassins and other would be killers like Nadia. But not everyone just clicks the way that Eve and Villanelle click. So I can perceive her saying that to Eve herself, if Eve is for some reason being resistant about the relationship, or to Nico to gloat, where she's like, hey, you know what? We're soulmates. So <laughs> don't feel too bad. She was never yours to begin with. <laughs> and I could see Nico on his bullshit just because Villanelle told him that stuff. I just hope he stays away from Eve. Like, don't call Eve to be like, hey, your girlfriend came by to see me and my new girlfriend, Gemma, to talk that shit. <laughs> I'm actually wondering what potentially causes the violence with Nico. Because like we said, it could be something Eve says or does or whatever that she just wants to go over there and say some shit. But what makes her strike him? Because she doesn't stab him. She obviously strikes him. And I'm going to theorize for now that Nico tries to be on his fucking faux aggressiveness like he was at Oxford. And she shuts that down real fucking quick because she is a skilled 
assassin and you know hand-to-hand combat person obviously she has some fucking skills that he tries to aggress to be like not my Gemma and she's like pop <laughs> bitch that first time I let you I let you do that because I was trying to you know so then maintain do you my think cover she initially started contact with Nico or Gemma because if it's what you're saying I would imagine it's Villanelle and Gemma and then Nico attempting but failing miserably to come to Gemma's rescue because it's like, oh, I have to put on my big guy act to protect my woman or whatever. I guess. I mean, because he does perceive Villanelle as dangerous, which he should. She is. But I mean, I kind of liken it to like that kind of guy confidence that Bill exuded. Because even if I'm, you know, I certainly feel like I'm more prepared than the average person to defend myself against anyone. Okay. Especially a dude, because I've studied, you know, various forms of martial arts and, you know, I've, I've handled myself accordingly. However, if someone informs me, hey, Candace, you know that bitch over there? Like, that bitch has like 300 bodies minimum. I'd be like, oh, um, <laughs> okay. Let me just slow my role in trying to instigate a fight with this person because I'm not prepared for what they might bring for me. Right. That might not that might not be a fair fight. That might be the kind of fight where they're looking for their in and they'll take me the fuck down. And that's just a hubris that I don't think I would exhibit. That if someone's like, yeah, that's a fucking killer. That's a fucking assassin. Aggress. Throw that bitch against the wall. Like, what? Nah. And you seem to think, you think that Villanelle still has smoke for Nico because he threw her against the wall and Villanelle's not happy with anyone putting hands on her. And I partially agree with that. But it'll be interesting to see. I hope that she's only there to gloat. Like, I hope she's just being super petty and immature and she's just there to be like hey i got your girl and you can't do anything (laughs) about it just want to say hey just want to say hey thank you for moving out thank you for leaving eve because this is perfect you don't even know that she is now ready to come fully to the dark side because you're gone nico and i just want to say thank you thank you so much and i hope you appreciate this little matchmaking session i did Gemma. Gemma, what's up remember me remember me pta (laughs) meeting and Gemma's gonna be like oh my god thank you for the advice it has totally worked (laughs) i mean i'd say smell you later but at this point if i have to come by again <laughs> i'm killing both of you. i'm just saying right so yeah exciting things from the trailer and hopefully the week goes by faster because i really need to know what's going on here last revelation which is a really revelation it just seems like it would be a statement of reality for anyone who's watched killing eve and observed jody comer in the role of villanelle and it was just an article we came across post the baftas featuring an interview from the creator, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and how she was originally planning to star in the show Killing Eve, and namely, to be murdered by Jodi. And the direct quote from her is, quote, I'd love to be murdered by Jodi. Yeah, girl, that's a lot of people. <laughs> Says that's everybody, a lot. right. If you could put your request in on who should murder me, Jodi's at the top of the list. Uh, let's see, we talked about it, uh, but by the time we were writing it, I weirdly written myself out of the casting bracket. She says that there's still time to get written in to be slain on screen. So I think that I mean, was, wasn't that um, Jody being like, hey, we can still do it. But the bitch is busy. I mean, she's super high in demand, which she should be because she is writing some clever fucking shit on top of her thespian skills. But, you know, make some time. If not in season two, fucking season three, man. Kill Phoebe. She wants to be murdered by you, Jody. <laughs> Give her what she wants. Uh, she'll be on two shows at once because, you know, Fleabag's will be a thing. True, true, true. <laughs> what is happening here? Uh, I feel so lucky to not only say that I've worked with you, but to call you friend. You are the most talented person I know. Thank you for being such an inspiration. Yes, that was from her BAFTA speech. That was just so fucking sweet. She seems like a real genuine person. 
I enjoy that she has all this love to offer and that the people are uh, rallying behind her and her gifts. Everyone needs to fucking rally. Okay, I don't see any more of Revelation. So I guess that means we are heading on over to our musing segment. Musings out. Hmm. Well, hmm. Any, musings. Any thoughts? Ponderings. Any feelings? Wonderings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first musing here is just how long was Villanelle outside watching Nico and Eve? Place your bets, everyone. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ew. Uh, you haven't. <laughs> ew. Look, yeah. here's what I'm going to go with. It's not that ew. It could be like, well, she was just imagining herself in the place of it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if she was watching, I would have to hope and assume that she wasn't just on that shit. That she was like, let me, let me replace Nico's body with my body and be like, this would be cool then. Or maybe she was just taking notes for future reference of flexibility, pliability preference of desire i don't you know notes <sighs> but what's your guess my guess is 45 minutes <laughs> right that's a big guess i think once the i think once the crawl happened she was probably done i think i think that hard cut is a hard cut only because well no then was like i'm out and the reason why i'm like why would you say 45 minutes is because it was like, what else was she doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Villanelle has to stop or Villanelle has to go home and do what? Catch on her soaps? Like, no. I don't think she really had anything to do. And we know she hates to be bored. So I, in my mind, I'm like, she could have been there for a hot second, just like watching the whole entire thing. And apparently, you know, Nico and Eve are like, fuck a curtain, fuck closing a window. Oh, and no. so she <laughs> conceivably could have just looked up to their bedroom window and observed more things. She definitely was watching that crawl like, wow. Mm -hmm. I think she at least watched the crawl up into the stairs. I think the crawl motivated her return visit and the- uh, Duh, <laughs> duh. Knowing for sure that her girlfriend smashed her husband the night before. And not only that, that she had the impact she did on the BDSM and that the first time Eve has been satisfied by her husband in a really long time was there. And literally it's back-to-back -back sex in a sense for Eve and Nico. And both of those times, it's literally because of Villanelle. So yes. even if she's not, like she had to be salty on some kind of way because she's like, I know this is me. I know this is my impact. I know she's turned on because I exist. And, you know, that's the root of it, but I'm not receiving any of this. And every time I see a hoe, she's acting real stank. She's acting real funny style. She's she's not giving me what I want. She's not complimenting me. She's not breathless. She's not doing the things that I was used to having from her from season one. And literally up until episode four, when they're at the door sharing O's. So what if when the flowers are delivered, that was also a moment in which they were being watched by Villanelle? I muse that it's possible. They don't show us Villanelle watching, but I feel like for Eve, at the very least, she always thinks there's a possibility that she's watching, and just the thought of that gets her going. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, definitely. What is happening here? You always look annoyed to see me. Oh, yes. Musing number two. Yes. Uh, Villanelle is uh, saying that in a preview. We need to figure out who she could be talking about, and then who is she saying that to? Uh, duh, she's talking about Eve. I don't see literally who who else could she be talking about that isn't Eve annoyed to see her. Constantine, no. Carolyn, she hasn't seen her enough. Right. 
Everyone else is irrelevant. Jess, Hugo, Kenny, they don't matter. So all that leaves us with is Eve. And Eve has been looking annoyed every time she sees her. This has literally been what is pissing me off about Eve from episode, except for some of episode five, because when Villanelle first comes to the crib, she doesn't have time to look annoyed because she's literally in shock off that veil and that lacy number, which by the way, is apparently vintage Alexander McQueen. I found that out. And so she was she was too shook to be annoyed because she was just like, you're here, you came, my underwear's a mess, let me get myself together. But when you think about what happens from the container point, that's annoyed Eve, that's ungrateful Eve, that's your focus is not where it should be, which is your girlfriend. And Villanelle's not happy about it. And I feel like it only has to be a couple times of them interacting for her to be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, based off what we were doing in my apartment at the end of season one, why are you acting like you're so annoyed to see me every time? And my answer for that would be because Eve isn't getting what she wants. And so she can't. I mean, it's kind of like that thing where, like, there's, like, maybe two ways to be around your crush. Like, you can just be smitten in a mess, which is generally Villanelle's approach right now. She's just smitten. She stares. She smiles. She's, like, being petty and pokey and having fun. And Eve, where you're fucking bitter. You're angry because you're like, I'm not ultimately getting what I want. Right. So I'm just upset every time I'm around you because I'm so unfulfilled. That's what I think. But I definitely think it's Eve. Uh, what do you think? Well, that's the danger of the, you know, the be careful what you wish for because when you get it, it's not what you think it will be. So you what do you do... mean, like, fantasy versus reality for yeah. Eve and Villanelle? Which is, like, they put their expectations of a potential relationship on a pedestal that that they cannot live up to like it's just is it they or is it just Philanel? because i don't feel like eve is really acting like that she is putting any relationship on a pedestal she's not until we see how she carries on now that the nico shit has gone completely down we can't argue because she was using that as a setup as a crush oh well no my husband i'm married nico and so I just don't see how we can say the same because Villanelle at this point, it's so obvious that she's into Eve. It's so obvious that she wants more. And the minute that Eve is actually going to be out her fuck shit to be like, yo, let's shmang. Yo, let's go on a murder date. Oh, let's cuddle. Let's watch Netflix and chill. Villanelle's like, yes, absolutely. I'm right here to do it. Hi. Thank you. Great. Fantastic. So I don't know. I want to maintain that it's Eve. The other people, I don't want to throw them into the crosshairs. I'm going to say that to Villanelle now at this stage that they're non-factors, so there's no wondering about their safety and whether or not that they'll survive. So I'm going to keep the whole team, aside from Eve, out of Villanelle's sight. So I'm not going to mention my fear of it being like someone who's a red shirt. I'm just going to say all eyes It seems like Eve. it should be Eve. It yeah. better be. I don't want her to be concerned with anyone else looking right. annoyed to see her but Eve. So that's why I'm going with But that choice, it looks like you are too. So good. This next musing, I guess we kind of already talked about it just now with the with the revelations. But it has to do with Nico being in danger. When we initially talked about it last week, we couldn't really conceive of a reason why he'd be in danger because he just seemed so fucking irrelevant. Right. But Such as we said, yeah. So ugh. and we already said, like, maybe Eve says some fuck shit that pisses off Villanelle or says some fuck shit. Well, yeah, that pisses off Villanelle, but not in the way that she's mad at Eve, but she's mad at Nico for some reason. Like maybe she makes a runoff comment about, well, they're living together now. Nico's staying with Gemma. If, if Villanelle's like, so how's Nico? And she's like, Nico's staying with Gemma. Can you leave that fucking shit alone? We're done. That maybe she'll just be like, victory lap. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, great. So glad this has worked. Yeah. You know, I was doubting my influence for a second. You know, <laughs> standing in the rain, I was wondering if all of this would come together. But it's it's nice to see a, a brilliant master plan. Lord, she was standing <laughs> in the rain thinking that thinking her plans went too well. Right. That's, that's what I would say. I'd be like, wow, bitch, you need to fucking choose your words more carefully. You should try this with your wife. Like, girl, like, that's not. You should try this with your wife. 
<laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. Like, girl, next time, be more careful with the suggestion. Do you make to your girlfriend's ex or soon to be ex? So I feel like we talked a lot about Nico and Revelation. So let's just go on to the next. Oh, yes. This one here is about Constantine and the chewing that he was doing. This is all was... you. You were sort of obsessed with this concept. Yeah, this chewing was definitely deliberate and on the in in the earpiece to me and it, it probably will come up later on that villanelle couldn't hear any of the chewing at all but i highly doubt that i feel like the chewing was definitely heard and just like everyone's voice was heard it wasn't just eve's voice she was pressing a button and speaking through a microphone yeah we see that but i don't think that that's the only things that she can hear because otherwise when they were arguing back and forth she wasn't holding on to a button arguing with Constantine she just was I don't like I think we saw her to see if she was holding on to the button it's just implied because we see Villanelle's face and we hear them going back and forth right before she takes out the bug and eats it right so I presume she was holding it I feel like the chewing was to troll Eve or to throw Eve off or like you had said in the last episode to create some sort of to be an interloper to make it so that Villanelle would take out her bug because he knows her well enough to know that she would hate that kind of confusion happening on the mic yeah like uh when he first tries to chirp up and say well how do you know I'm selling the company she's quiet for a minute then Constantine just starts chewing and then all of a sudden her brain is starting to provide herself with some sort of workable answer that doesn't well, is you know, that at Carolyn's direction then? Because he's not running the shit. It's Carolyn running he's the shit. Not. So if he's there trying to disrupt Eve or throw her off in some kind of way intentionally, it's sort of like either that's going to harm the mission. And why would you want to do that since you're getting a bag from this mission? Unless it's part of your overall mission yes. with Carolyn to fucking manipulate these women. I'm thinking that there's a bigger bag at play. Well, we, we do definitely know this. The bigger and, bag is the, is the weapon. Right. That's the bigger bag. And, you know, it would suck if, you know, you took out the person who would potentially put it on the market before it could even go to market because then, you know, you can't you can't apprehend it. So I'm guessing they're looking for a way to be able to take it off of Aaron Peel's estate off his hands without it being tied to any particular organization so that it can be put up for, I guess, I guess that's when people could use the weapon that no one knows exists. There's no people. There's just there's just malevolent organization doing bad things. I mean, that's the point is that Peel has a weapon. The weapon is probably some fucking programmer algorithm and people want access to said programmer algorithm to bribe or heads of state, CEOs, whoever has private information out there. That's what they're looking for. I just can't see like, oh, people can use this weapon. No, it's the government, any number of governments. It's the 12. It is MI6. Yeah. They said everybody wants it. So why would everybody want it to share? That's not how weapons work. You don't share your weapons. Well, the goal wouldn't be to share. The goal would be to just apprehend it and not let anyone know that you have it. And then you just start using it. But if they know, if people know it exists, how do people not know that you have it? Like, how does that not become something that is relevant? Because if everyone wants to buy it and there's obviously going to be some sort of auction happening or some sort of bidding war in some sort of situation, because I'm sure Peel is like, whatever I can get most for it, I'll get. Then people would know that someone else ends up with it. And potentially the organization that gets it could be like, maybe I'll give you access to the weapon I now have, but at a premium because... They have the weapon. And I doubt, I mean, because it's a new age weapon, it simply can't be like a fucking nuke or anything like that. It is, it's a program, it's, it's database. a database. No, yeah, it's you're, something. that is where my leaning is as well. But what I'm saying about the weapon being moved or moved from hand to hand, people who are reading about 
the company being sold know nothing about this weapon. So if something were to come out, if let's say if Peel gets taken out prematurely, then that weapon is wherever it's being safe housed. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to be able to uncover it, but everyone's going to be looking for it. They're going to probably be tearing their state apart. It's going to be this whole like hunt for wherever the location of this weapon is versus being able to get the weapon, acquire it without no one else really knowing. And then when I say use it, utilize it in ways that, yes, the world knows that something's going on, but they don't know who's responsible for it versus organizations having their eyes on peel. Even when you say the world, I just think governments because the world at large is too concerned with their own lives to be looking at the big picture. That's what people like Carolina for or Eve, you know, where they their minds are like, I'm connecting the dots of these seemingly separate situations to create this overall picture of a pattern of events or, you know, an agenda someone's trying to do because people got bills, people, people got shit. They don't have time to be like, oh, it's a mass conspiracy. No, that's just for governments, government agents. And I don't know others who are involved in such nefarious plots because I'm quite sure there's like 20 dozen active plots happening right now in the world and we don't know anything about them because we're too busy living life right so when I'm thinking of how and these postcards are generated like these targets these marks like these could be computer generated marks oh please I don't know let's let's delete (laughs) now you're heading towards you're heading towards person of interest and you need to stop well there's an AI out there and the AI is choosing these numbers for some greater end I mean that's literally person of interest I mean I suppose it could happen but (laughs) you never know it's so high concept I can't right now they're like this is the plot twist it's a computer the computer is making all the decisions but yeah Uh, let's see oh um will peel make eve jealous uh like the ghost did for villanelle uh both were slash are irrelevant but that didn't stop the jealousy oh Uh, you mean like if peel is the affection barterer with villanelle for next episode which it's seeming highly likely that he is given all the reasons we stated in our recap on sunday (sighs) yes and it's been some time since I've seen my own blood. Theoretically, I, I, if Villanelle can be made jealous just off of the knowledge that Eve is sharing her mental energy with some other subject, some other thought, some other person, then it should play that Eve will be similarly jealous because of the same thing. And she's not had any clues that this has happened because, you know, she spoke to Villanelle at the house, in the kitchen. Oh, do you think about it too? All the time. So that confirmation is there and... I mean, like, I don't think that Villanelle is being completely and entirely, like, withholding about her desire. I just feel like she's like, hey, I'm here. I'm being cutesy. I'm being petty with you. I'm messing with you. Obviously. I like <laughs> you. Like that kid in class who just, like, keeps, like, kicking your chair. And you're like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, I've got a crush. And that's Villanelle. And Eve is the one that's just sort of like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. And so... I would like to think, just for me, because I would enjoy watching it, that whatever happens with Peel when she's deep undercover and she's got the bug in, that she keeps fucking with Eve and divulging things that get to Eve in the way she did in the AA meeting. Either to piss her off or be like, oh, well, that turned on. Like, maybe the masturbation session. I don't fucking know. When does that happen? When does she have the time? If she's not in her room and she's in some other room masquerading under the Peel thing, there, that's a way for her to like, you know, fuck with Eve, but Eve can't do shit because she can't just like come running in the room. <laughs> she just has to listen to it and be like, okay, maybe her and Peel talk about murder stuff. Not against that, but I mean, uh, Billy would have to carefully navigate that conversation. Hopefully that's not when she blows her cover because 
ah, the writing there is going to be gross, but good. No. Any scene that features Peel Jr. is ostensibly right. gross, unfortunately. Right. So it's going to be her just trying her best not to lose it. I guess. Well, like imagine needing to be near him on purpose because I think he she'll lose it eventually. I think she'll kill him in the final episode. Whether or not that's something that I, is desired by the twelve and or MI six or Carolyn Constantine, I don't know. But I hope I I'm really hoping just for what I want, but also for the plot that Peel goes down. I think that his usefulness will outlast the season. What? Wow! I, I would hope love not. for us to his be able company's to close usefulness, the book on him. but not fucking him. Ew. I feel like he's going to be around. He's going to be like one of those those things that won't go away. I there was a there was I mean we've talked about that quote from Sandra O oh where she is referencing, you know, the last episode of the season and shooting that scene with Jodie Comer that she says is very physical and indicates some sort of some sort of fight, some sort of I mean if it's physical, that's what you mean, that's action, okay, it's a fight. So what potentially is happening? Since we're two episodes away at this point, I'm going to have to assume that the fight involves something to do with this whole Aaron Peel case yeah. and the fact that they're deep undercover and at some point they're Villanelle. That Villanelle's compromised. Now, if Villanelle's compromised in some kind of way and Eve is there on the heels or she can hear something, it's plausible that Peel might try to be violent with Villanelle. And there's some sort of fight that Eve intercedes because, well, she would. And then maybe in the course of that, they do away with Peel. Or maybe hmm. Peel's like, I have these bodyguards. <laughs> I'm going to stick them on you, Villanelle. And there's multiple people she has, to, she has to take down. Because I definitely feel like there's going to be violence in the final episode. It's going to involve Villanelle, Eve, and a third party. There is no third party that has revealed themselves that could be the other person besides Aaron Peel. Multiple people that she has to take down definitely seems like what's in my head canon. Multiple uh, but people. I feel that Villanelle... Do you mean like Peel's henchmen or yeah, something? Yeah, Peel's henchmen... And the two of them needing to get out of their situation that they stumble in. I think it's Eve stumbling into a situation where Billy has to... A stumble? A real stumble? See, I feel like this is machinations. Like, it's going to be because Carolyn or Constantine or Unknown Party are actually working an angle that Villanelle and Eve cannot see because they mostly just see each other. Yeah. And so they're missing the angles that Constantine and Carolyn, whoever else has, and that it, it's revealed. Something about it is revealed at the end of episode seven or, or towards the end of episode eight that leads to this confrontation that has to change the dynamic of Eve and Villanelle going forward to season three. And so what else could it be besides potentially finding out my handler's been lying to me my boss has been lying to me my handler's been using me my boss has been using me oh this isn't actually what i thought i'm doing this and this it's actually getting this other thing like i don't even think that eve is you know looking for justice i just think she thinks she works for mi6 and maybe she really just doesn't <laughs> you, know? you know that maybe that's a, a whole ass lie yeah, maybe She's that's working why for the Jess is like oh, but you don't do no paperwork you don't fill out no time sheets like there's no paper trail on you <laughs> Man. It's almost like you really don't work here. I'm saying. And watch that be clipped into the last episode so that like we know that something in relation to those words are going to be integral to the plot. I just feel like something weird is going on and I can't quite see the angles yet. But I'm going with Peel. 
Constantine and Carolyn as like three unpredictables that will cause our girls to be put in danger or some sort of perilous situation where they pivot from, okay, these are our organizations slash handlers slash whatever, giving us this job to, we now have to help each other. We now have to, like, it's just us. It's us against this thing and we need to survive and get out of it. And so it's like, it's a pivot. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. I'm thinking now that uh, Peel's going to offer her a job. And then show her the video where she threw the girl under the, under the, the truck and be like, well, as you can see, I need a I need a new escort. Well, right. I mean, we can sort of mention it's in the spot on Twitter, Tumblr, but it has to do with this in a certain sense. And it was from Bleentastic about Peel. And she was wondering if the Peel brother will eventually recognize Villanelle from Eve showing the mugshot from episode two. And it hadn't even occurred to me until they tweeted. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you for reminding me of that, because I do think that that's incredibly relevant now, especially now as we're, we're theorizing about what goes down with Peel, what he's potentially up to, what he might offer Villanelle. And so maybe that maybe he recognized her from the jump. I mean, you were saying before, like, oh, you know, different wig, people don't recognize people's faces, but some do. I'm a person that like never forgets a face. And so if he's that person, if he's neurotic in that kind of a sense and given the kind of company he runs, it's totally possible that he's neurotic enough to never forget a face. And so from the jump, he's like, hmm, I see you. You're fucking, you're that same picture that Eve Palastri, that annoying MI6 agent that I completely condescended showed me. And, but also, like you said, if he got the fucking CCTV of that super spin into the truck, he would at least be curious because you could be like, maybe that was an accident, but also she's dead. And also, so this was the woman who was keeping her away from my sister. So he could be playing his own long game. Yes. But then that would mean he has something creepy planned for Villanelle. And I'm really scared. Like I told you, he's a misogynist. He's totally scary. He's definitely murdered women before. So whatever he would have planned for Villanelle in the end, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's something that we would enjoy. I don't think it's something Villanelle would enjoy. I think it's probably super fucked up. That is go with that feeling because that's where it's going. I'm going with it. And I'm pretty sure he's going to order billy to take care of mi6 and that's where the the tussle comes in with eve so you think he's gonna be like i know you're working for mi6 and i will give you all this money and stuff if you turn on them and but what but what would he get i don't think that he'll be like i know you're working for mi6 he's gonna say mi6 is getting annoying i want you to eliminate them not knowing that terrence you sound absurd that's like someone saying the cia is getting annoying eliminate them you can't eliminate a whole organization i mean just eliminate a person He what? Can. He what? can. What? He can. Terrence th- you need to stop. Or at least he thinks he can. I don't understand. I don't understand what you mean. You're going to have to explain because it makes no sense what you're saying right now. Uh, he's going to bet on Villanelle. But he's going to bet on Billy is what I'm saying. To do something that would prove to be illogical or impossible but you said get rid of mi6 and i'm just trying to figure out how you get rid of a whole government agency (laughs) it won't be the agency it'd be the agents that are bothering him that's what i just said i said individual agents not the agency because you were like get rid of mi6 but that's not oh yeah so not not the entire agency but more than likely the pregnant one and the other one that came into his doorstep because he's gonna be like let's rewind this back yes this is when i had to call my lawyer in because you know he has the app has a a time stamp on when he pressed if he thinks jess is the problem then he's a fucking loser and he's He's a fucking fool because jess isn't a fucking threat constantine and carolyn's a threat if he's aware that carolyn exists oh she's the head of the russia desk russian desk she's the one that's all up in my shit okay flip and pivot and kill carolyn but why kill jess jess is completely and totally irrelevant he won't have uh 
he wouldn't get access to a Carolyn. Not yet. He knows but, 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 he knows but, but, but he knows Villanelle he. has access to Carolyn. This is what I'm saying. Yes, this Villanelle doesn't make any does. sense. But why would he kill Jess? Like Jess, Jess doesn't do anything. You could kill Jess tomorrow and nothing changes about the show. Literally nothing. You kill Hugo tomorrow. Nothing changes about the show. You kill Carolyn. A lot changes about the show. You are saying factuals. But Peel doesn't know he has Villanelle. I can't he knows you. He just has, said, but wait, 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 wait. You just said, okay, but if Billy, if he's saying do away with MI6 to Billy, he must be aware that Billy has some sort of connection to do away with MI6. No, he just knows that Billy has the skill set to be you. able to get close to AJS and AE. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How does he know that she has the skill set? If he doesn't know that she does assassin like stuff, like how does like how do you connect? You can murder to you can be a spy. The that C- doesn't work. CCTV and how he act, how she acted in the house. But that should give him clues that she's not just a murderer, but that she's also a type of spy. Because why is she undercover? It's one thing if you're like, I see this person murdered right there. That person's a murderer. It's another thing if you're like, this person is intelligent. This person has skills. Those are spy things. Those aren't just murder things. And so if he's deduced that, okay, Billy, why are you playing daft? Why are you playing like a diss? I can tell you have intelligence, or at least I'm thinking that from these degrees. Why would he assume something different? That isn't that just doesn't play to me that if he is able to deduce that like okay you can you can help me in this way with mi6 why like why would he not also deduce that you're a spy especially because he's hired his own people evidently to kill his father he's in that world he's on the dark web he's aware that there's people you can purchase with a certain set of skills so i mean maybe he's like i want to purchase you from mi6 i've deduced that mi6 has gotten you for this and i would like you to actually switch with me because what could they be giving you money right that's the number one thing but he doesn't know about eve he doesn't know about eve so eve would be the thing that he can't give villanelle to make her switch sides because what she says to fucking eve i mean we all remember what she says in the fucking kitchen it's pretty memorable will you give me everything no that's not what i'm thinking about i'm expensive Oh, yes. so that's what I'm thinking about. And so that's what she says. And so far, like, OK, MI6 is paying, but it's still MI6 and Peel is Peel. He's got a large ass company. Maybe he's like, yo, here's fucking seven zeros. You ever got a paycheck that big? And she's like, hell no, nah, be a million. So I don't know. I mean, these are wild interpretations, but that's what happens. You don't get two minutes early. You just kind of just fly off the go rails. with it and see yeah. what happens. But I just I, can't perceive. I want him to believe that Billy has talents. I don't want him to believe that Billy has connections to MI6. I don't want him to have that. But if you're suggesting that he sees some CCTV footage of her killing the girl, won't he at the very least assume a murder skill? And then if he assumes that she's a murderer and that she murdered the nanny to get close to the sister, how does that not also indicate spy well he's not an idiot he's he's literally like everyone else is stupid not me so how does he not put that together how does he not it doesn't he's paranoid for who it doesn't matter who the fact that if he can deduce that she's a spy that's step number one doesn't matter who he's paranoid as fuck he's like everybody wants my shit everybody wants my company everyone wants to get shit information that's why he killed the fucking journalist or had the journalist killed is that he is incredibly paranoid for good reason because he has some fucking weapon that a lot of people want who are bad people so that's that's the mind that that's the mind that creates paranoia. So if he's that paranoid and it's exhibiting itself with Billy, how does he not just jump to the next <laughs> fucking conclusion? Like you don't just fucking keep it at oh well, you know she's a murderer. You're like oh no, she's a murderer. She's here to get me. Like she's here to find information. And well, I mean, I'm intrigued. He can try to put a hit out on her. He can try, but who's? 
See, I'm I don't. I, many I, I, have I, tried. Is what I, I'm gonna see, say. I just feel like you. You're not. You're not going deep enough into the peel psyche. Why on earth would he just put a hit out on? Billy. He is a misogynist. I feel like you're not accepting this. You're not embracing this. You're not dealing with the fact that he hates women. Until I get confirmation that he does not hate women, everything, all the signs are pointing to, I hate women. And so a person who hates women, who's already a murderer, he paid for his dad to be killed. He paid for a journalist to be killed. Why do you think that whatever he could potentially have planned for Billy wouldn't be completely and totally vile? Like, it's bad. It's bad stuff. It's Joffrey stuff. It's like... I- it's- Actually, yeah. I'm telling it's you, it's not just, oh, like take her Jackie out, stuff. fucking kill her. She hit him in the face with a book. She came into his home and <laughs> lied. He's going to want fucking revenge if he figures that shit out. It's not going to be, oh, just kill her. Just kill her. No, he's going to be on some weird fuck shit. Kill her and bring me her knees right, or some yeah. weird fucking shit. Nah, man, Peel gives me really, really creepy vibes. And I just feel like if this show further descends into the dark place, which I fully expect it will in the final two episodes, they're going to show us some really fuck shit some fuck shit with Peel. And already what they've showed us is disturbing. It is disturbing. He's a horrible person. And I do not believe they're done sliding down the slippery slope of depravity where Peel is concerned. Those are my wild theories. So that's my Candace Palastri with, with Right. With two episodes left, as you can see, we are burning with anticipation of like where the writers are going to take us and how they're going to pull our hearts out. Indeed. So, oh, I think this was like one of my favorite musings. Okay, so yeah, Villanelle has a flat courtesy of Eve. We figure out that through the deleted scene that it has nothing to do with Villanelle going flat shopping, but it has everything to do with MI6 providing her with a loft and no doubt Eve requesting it on Villanelle's behalf. And so what occurred to me was like, is this like the list from season one? And is Eve working through it? Because I mean... Nice life. Cool flat. Fun job. Someone to watch movies with. Right. So she says that in season one and Eve takes note. We know she hasn't forgotten it. And then, of course, in season two, in episode five, we get more confirmation of sort of like, you give me everything I want. And fucking Eve. Yes. 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 (laughs) All the yes. Remix the yes. She says it all like. I mean, she is eager. She is ready. She's like anything you want. And so I think it's we have to sort of note here that she's working down the list because yes. she says normal things. Nice job or nice life. Nice life. Fun job. She has that with MI6 right now. Cool flat. They just gave it to her. Yep. What's left on the list? Someone, Someone to, to watch, watch movies, movies with. with. Well, well. I mean, I put it in musings, but is it just like a point of statement? Like, it's something to muse on, but I just think it's very interesting that Eve technically is giving her everything she wants. Reluctantly, maybe a little bit, but not so reluctantly at the same time. It's probably all costing, but you know, it's whatever. Let's see. Costing what? I don't know. (laughs) It's costing something. I know that. It's costing MI6 money, but what's it outside of money? What's it costing? I mean, probably not much. Probably not much at all. But I mean, that is money. I mean, you give a random person the flat cool job like that's she already gave her the deets on what was going on i'm expensive 
So there's no surprise there. There's no surprise there. I'm more so curious about how involved Eve is in getting these things for Villanelle. And I have to assume she was super involved because the way she walked into that flat, she didn't walk in like Carolyn got the apartment. And she was like, oh, Villanelle, here's me giving you a call or texting you with these fucking keys, you know, to say, hey, I got your flat. I think it's Villanelle being like, so, boo, when am I getting my new place? And she's like, gosh, ugh. I called fucking HR, MI6 HR, and they said they got a new spot because it has a mandolin. And while I believe Villanelle is super smart and maybe play some instruments, a mandolin, a mandolin in that apartment, like, I don't know, maybe a cello. But that's, I'm probably just pre-biased because I play the cello, but I'm just like, maybe Villanelle would prefer a cello to a mandolin. Although maybe because you can't display a cello in the same way that that mandolin was displayed, whatever. But... I mean, yeah, there's there's really not much to muse unless you have something specifically you want to muse on. I just thought that was super interesting. No, and that's amazing. That's a great memory for uh that's a great memory for Eve to have if she is literally just doing all this just because she asked for these things and she hoped they came from an honest place when she was answering. What do you mean an honest place? Well You mean the yes? The well not the yes as far oh, as give me I was everything. Say the but I meant yes. the everything. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the everything. Like the, the details of all the things she said she wanted, as long as those were coming from an honest place, then you also have to take into account that she said, you know, I, I buy the things I want, I don't want it. And, oh, you, you mean know, during her confession? Yeah. Uh, you know, I hurt myself, I don't feel it. And it's like, oh, what's going to happen once the list is done and she's still not satisfied? Well, that's if that actually that 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 that's if she is unsatisfied until these bitches shmang how could they possibly know eve is acting out because she hasn't had her villanelle smash and villanelle's acting out because she hasn't had her smash and until the smash happens we can't know how it's gonna go but i think if i mean once eve hopefully ideally accepts like okay this is just what it is this is my girlfriend i'm into murder we've totally murdered someone together and now i must figure out my new place in the world because i'm on the run from mi6 and the 12 people want to kill us so um yeah Uh, it must be hard being a palastri that's all i'm gonna say is it I mean, seeing all these signs around you, not being able <laughs> to read them, embracing reality for what reality is, like, seems like a hard, hard thing to do. <sighs> Wait a minute. So then, how did you get this description for episode eight? Was it It's posted? on Google. If you Google oh, mm. Killing Eve episodes, they have... Usually about a week or so, two weeks before the episode airs, the description, the formal description that is submitted for broadcast listings is up there. And yeah, the episode eight description is out and it's wild. Basically, the episode is called Your Mind and the logline description says Eve's mission is disastrously compromised. Well, can't say I didn't see that coming. Carolyn briefs Eve on her current status as an employee of the British government and leaves Eve's future in her own hands. The fuck? Villanelle does everything she can in order to get to her ultimate target, which I assume is Peel. I am paying attention to the names not mentioned in this uh, summary to say that someone may be getting uh, their own version of compromise in the episode uh, leading to this. So I'm thinking, I don't want to say anymore, but I already know what I'm strongly feeling. The fuck? I'm strongly (laughs) feeling like someone, we're losing someone important, not really important, but we're losing a player in the episode coming. And it's going to be Carolyn going, well, 
I'm going to go do my other real job. So Who are I- we going to lose? <laughs> Carolyn's going to be like, well, I'm just going to do my other real job. Are you and- saying we're going to lose Carolyn? No. Then spit it out. I'm waiting with bated breath. I think we're going to... <laughs> I don't want to say can't it. With you. I swear. Why? This is the time to say it. it and make predictions. Then if you're wrong, you're wrong. Oh, so <laughs> if I can make a wrong prediction, I think, yeah, I think we're gonna lose Kenny, and then Carolyn's gonna be like, "Well, I know I said that I would prepare myself for this, but wow. I'm actually gonna what? take a moment or two or three to get myself together." Uh, Eve, you're in charge of your mission. You have no intel or no assets for me. Good luck goodbye wow and um yeah that's it's just gonna be Eve picking up the pieces in the last episode that's quite a prediction wow um wow kenny down i would be upset about kenny down but since kenny's not even on the team how would he go down that's interesting unless eve brings him back into the fold all selfish like she can be and then he ends up in danger once but that's I feel like that's a wild ass prediction, but that's you. That's what you do. You make wild predictions and it's totally possible. Kenny could totally be in danger and how Carolyn would react to that would be interesting, especially since she seems to be really great at compartmentalizing her emotions and it seems to be on the spectrum of like, well, I don't know if you're altogether neurotypical, Carolyn, but the way you be dealing with shit. She'll give her two snapple facts and then say, well, I'm taking a siesta. And then it's like, well but you live here. And she's like, well, I have many places to live. And then she just, you know, globe jet sets, globe trots. And we Maybe don't Villanelle kills Amber. I'm just wondering what disastrously compromised could indicate besides cover being blown somehow. But Eve doesn't have a cover, but it's her mission. So no, no, right, right. Her mission. And so that would mean Villanelle's cover because her mission is to get to the Faraday, the Faraday conference. That's what she's like. When this sale is going on at the Faraday in Rome, whatever, we need to be there with Peel. That's what she says. Like, we need to be there potentially to see what other players are in the room, who's trying to buy the weapon and whatever Carolyn's plan is would reveal itself once they get to the Faraday thing. So if it's compromised, then that must mean Peel knows something. Well, Amber yeah. knows something. Someone, on the guest Someone knows something. Know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Spotted on Twitter and Tumblr. Oh, all right. Um, you guys see this? Wait. Right, I'm is gonna that Twitter? Tumblr? What is it? You. Send it. Right, send immediately. It all right, right here, now. Here, all right. all the things. All right. Oh, I, I swear to God. Okay. So, during the episode, I like to post polls to say, you know, my little thoughts about lines in the episode. So I had a few of them and some of the results came in. So I will go with my first poll, which was uh, Villanelle dot, dot, dot. And it was uh, in regards to the going undercover and going to the Peel house. Uh, it was either Villanelle will do things as planned or Villanelle will go her own way. And everyone unanimously voted that she would go her own way to that effect. She did. Uh, after the book slap uh, and uh, Villanelle left the uh, Villanelle poses Billy left the estate uh, before we get the pet name Vill we hear that's it then it's over from uh, Eve and I put that's it then dot 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 with the options of it's over and it's just beginning and unanimously mm-hmm, everyone mm-hmm. knew that it was just beginning it's just beginning and yeah. then uh, my speculation poll was Villanelle's new romance would be, and the options were Amber, Aaron, 
broke girls and not yet introduced. And we have an even split between Aaron and not yet introduced. So that would be rather, rather spicy, rather interesting when the episode does indeed air. Indeed, indeed. I'll be out on the lookout for polls if you're watching the episodes live. They usually are running for about 24 hours. So, I mean, if yeah. you're following the hashtag Killing Eve, you can't miss them. So, Terrence yeah. usually posts them from his personal, but then we retweet it from the well, 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 <laughs> from the well, well account. Yeah, so keep an eye out for those on Sunday. And thank you to everyone who participated in these polls. All right, so next up here on Spotted on Twitter Tumblr is something that was spotted on the Tumblr from user Lesbian Moon Lobster. Love the name. And it's about Villanelle's flat which we thought was cute. And she writes, okay, but Villanelle's new flat clearly has an upstairs area. And yet she put the bed downstairs, probably just so she could sit on it suggestively while talking to her guests. Parentheses, Eve. Well, I don't disagree with that assessment. I don't, I mean, we know that it was a furnished flat. It's totally possible that she could have been like, men, dudes, carry this bed lower, <laughs> like carried it down here because I need to make this place feel like my own, but. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you come in. <laughs> <laughs> While she's in a robe. Right. I mean, look, it's the first thing you see when you walk through the door, essentially. So it's totally possible. It's totally, totally fucking possible. What is this here? Uh, this is on Twitter. This is Blingtastic. And the question is, I wonder if the Pill Brother will eventually recognize Villanelle from Eve showing the mugshot from episode two. Yes, so we've we mentioned been covering this that. Yeah. Maybe. Um, possibly. I hope so. Uh, there was a secondary question that had to do with Nico, also from Bleantastic. And, oh wait, I'll just read. They're like, also I think Nico is crawling away from Constantine, probably to try and get him back to Eve for some unknown reason, as they have been swinging back and forth pro-Eve. I thought that was a possible great interpretation, Bleantastic. But now that we know that Villanelle is in there with the fucking knife, I suppose Constantine could show up and be like, bitch, you need to stop. But right now we have no clues that would indicate that that is the case. Uh, oh, well. What else do we have here? I'm looking at. Oh, the meme. So this is a uh, Villanever at Tumblr.com. This is actually pretty dope. Uh, it's Villanelle. It was well, a March Simpson meme. And she's looking at all the, the cartons of juice. But it says. This is Villanelle choosing a terrible coping scale. And as you read the labels, they're all like throwing hands at the club, calling random girls Eve, buying a fancy new claw <laughs> knife, custom outfits, Ew. crying in a mirror, oh. murder, murder, <laughs> my pranking Nico's school, and then hard, hard drugs. drugs. Yes. Hard drugs. That's, I feel like the hard drugs is the worst because Villanelle is so not a person who wants to be inebriated. So where are we here? Oh, we'll see. link that in the show notes if oh, you guys yeah, want to check it out. Oh yeah, this is a dope meme. Okay. Villanelle has another, is this another meme? I'm going for it. I love that like us, you mean. So, how to take things slow instead of fucking so much you die. Wait a minute. What do you, you can't, am I jumping? First of all, you are reading the memes like some Am I not sort of. To? Well, yeah, but you're reading it like an old person, like when you show your mom a meme and then she reads it aloud, but she doesn't connect the context of the photo. So you have to say the photo. You can't just say what the meme is. Got All right. It. So <laughs> there's a list of memes made here and they're from images from the episodes and they go along with Reductress 
headlines from the website. So the first one is an image of the infamous sniff in episode five of season one against the fridge. And the title is how to take things slow instead of fucking so much you die. That's a that's relevant. Mm-hmm. One of my other favorites is a screenshot of Villanelle looking into the mirror when she was crying in Amsterdam. And the title is How to Catch Feelings and Then Throw Them Into the Fire Where They Belong. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a picture of Villanelle seeing Eve Palastri with her hair down for the first time in the bathroom right before she does all that murder. And uh, the meme says, how to fall in love without screaming, oh, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. Yeah. I think she failed at that, mostly. Mm, I I agree. (laughs) This is one of my favorite ones because it's a screenshot of the claw knife from this season of episode five in Eve's chest. And it says, how to accidentally have an orgasm. Well. Oh, my. Not an accident from Villanelle, but accidentally for Eve. She she didn't know that was going to happen. So thank you, fandom and villain ever, for making these wonderful things and entertaining things that we can fucking find and laugh at and enjoy online. You guys are fucking awesome. Definitely one of the best fandoms that exists right now, if I had to say. Oh. We also had a comment from a Tumblr listener, Kiko Blue. Hey, how you doing? Shout out to you and your wife. And she had a great sort of like not necessarily a question but more so just like a statement about Villanelle and what she's up to and she says Villanelle just magically shows up to places in her amazing outfits like the bitch showed up to Eve's in episode 5 wearing the most gorgeous widow outfit with a fucking veil did she get there on the tube wearing that outfit several question marks she leaves the shipping container in said outfit and next scene she's in Oxford making a cuckold of Nico while also single handedly bringing back the sweater on the shoulder look I love that the show increases her mystique in this way ow yes us too uh my thoughts i believe like we've been saying well you've definitely been saying that she has a it's an uh opus or there's like this big epic and she's just running through her lines she knows what she's wearing she knows what she's going to say and the scenes pretty much play out the way that she's but the real question is, does Villanelle take an Uber? Has Villanelle ever taken the bus? And if she does take an Uber, I believe she's taking Uber X. And initially I wouldn't say like Villanelle's taking an Uber because Villanelle has not had a phone. But now she's texting Eve. She's on the MI6 payroll. Yeah, Maybe she she's taking an Uber. And if she is, she's taking an Uber X. Kiko Blue, that's what I'm saying. She's taking an Uber X. I do not see Villanelle on the bus. Do buses exist in mass in the UK, if they do, I don't fucking know. I avoid the bus in every country I visit because I'm so scarred by my New York experience with buses. It's just a great question though, because Villanelle always looks so extravagant in certain situations that you feel like she needs to get there by chariot, modern chariot, which would be a car. But then at the same time, is that liability for a spy to be ferried to where you want to go? But then there's also that deleted scene from episode one of Killing Eve season one, the pilot, where she's in the car with some dude in Tuscany holding a gun to his head while he drives. And so maybe she just wings it. Maybe she's just like, you know what? I'm going to do a carjacking of this limo or this Ferrari on my way to this location and just keep it fucking moving. And then when, you know, she escaped from prison, she got on the back of a bike and was just driving because that was just her way to get to... Uh, her well, handler. there was a woman who was yeah. like, get on the back of this bike. Yes. And she was like, okay, okay. girl. <laughs> okay, I'll what we about that. to do? What we about to do? You know what? It don't even matter what we about to do. I'm just coming with you. So that works. So yes, I, Villanelle is a fucking icon. Her outfits are iconic. 
They're fucking amazing. She does amazing things. Thank you for sending us this statement because, you know, we got to ask the real questions about what Villanelle's up to. Was this a Funko poll that happened where they were looking for which show they should make figures for? Oh, yeah, that apparently happened. And Killing Eve lost. Killing Eve. What the fuck is going on? But I'm trying to understand the issue because I I just sort of feel like. Why bother with a poll when you could do all four, Just you fucking assholes? do it. The nominations were Atlanta, the show. Barry, the show. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the show. And Killing Eve. I guess Killing Eve got the second highest amount with they 24%, did. but that's not enough. And also, why isn't it just a given? It's kind of like my issue with CBS and Star Trek Discovery because I've literally been waiting to purchase some sort of figurine or something of fucking Giorgio, Michelle Yeoh, because I've loved her for years. And of course, Soniqua as Michael Burnham, just two, like I'm not even asking for every woman on the show, just the main two bitches on the show. And there's nothing that exists. And I just don't understand why. Like, how am I supposed to add to my my misandry collection of amazing bitches and entertainment? So anyway, Killing Eve lost. Feel free to tweet your hate at Funko for even suggesting that they had to create some sort of list to decide whether or not they should make a Killing Eve doll. At the very least, do it. If we have to pick, like, can we do like, honestly, I would want Funkos from season one and season two. But if I just have to have one because I really love that veil and lace dress, I'm just going to choose the outfits from season five. Episode five. Episode five. Season two. Well, okay. What episode would you choose? Episode five of season one. I mean, that works too. I look, there's a knife involved. <laughs> as long as the knife is included as a detachable like thing that you mm-hmm. could just like put in the hand. I'm good with either one of those. And then if they do more season one Funkos, I might get Elena. Uh yeah. I'm still bummed <laughs> that Elena's not in the show. And I'm angry someone crashed a poll to say, y'all said you were doing a Maria Hill one. And they said, suggestion received and passed along. I was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> but you know, they've been doing Maria Hill dirty in the Marvel limelight for so long. Well, they picked the actress from How I Met Your Mother. And everybody loved how that show ended. So, <laughs> Is that sarcasm? I mean. <laughs> I didn't watch the show, but I know everyone hated the uh, way it ended. Well, yeah. That. That. Ugh. It, I guess people write terribly for endings of shows now to say, this is why we can't keep it going. Because, you know, there's always going to be like, let's do a fan revival of a show. It was beautiful. And don't take it away. And it's like, well, look, we're out of ideas. So let's let it just die. With But then some... you should just take the most popular fan fiction of your show and go with that and not piss off all your fucking fans at the end of it. Agreed. Ugh. Anyway. Let's move on to the last spotted on Twitter Tumblr here. And that is that Jody is nominated for Best Villain for the MTV Awards. So here's something else we can win. We can send her to the whack-ass MTV Awards to get a fucking award for being the best villain on TV right now. Certainly the best dressed villain. I can see her being the best dressed for sure. For sure. What? Although I'm concerned. I mean, this is American, so we can do our ridiculous stuff of just like voting every day and doing all that stuff. Although I'm really concerned about some of her competition just because sheer exposure. Yeah. You were telling me like some of them have like humongous followings on social media. So, well, the nominees are Jodie Comer for Villanelle or as Villanelle for Killing Eve, Joseph Fiennes as Commander Fred Waterford for The Handmaid's Tale, which I hate that show because it just makes me feel bad about myself and want to murder men. Really? When I watch it, Josh Brolin, as Thanos, of course, for Avengers Endgame. Lupita Nyong'o as Red for Jordan Peele's Us. And Penn Badley, Joe Goldberg, you. I don't know. Oh, wait, that's that stalker show that was on Netflix. I think that's you, what that was. Yes. I didn't finish it, but 
I guess. I don't see me watching it on purpose. I don't know. Yeah. I got to be super bored. That's the competition. I will say this, though. This is what's awesome about it is that she's in some pretty high. She's in right, some pretty company, intense competition. Yeah. Lupita Nyong'o. I mean, well, if there's only right, if there's one other person I would know? root for in this category, it's her. Yeah. Like if, if Jody or Lupita wins, I'm good. I'm rooting for the women. I feel like I'm always rooting for the women. And so they are the only women in this category. So, OK. And they also happen to be playing the best roles in the category. All right. So that was all of our spot on Twitter, Tumblr. Uh, be sure to take on all of your musings and things and send them in the universe into the web. Wait, why are they not nominated for best performance in a show? That seems like that's I feel like that's a palms that's a were greased step. and <laughs> I mean, you know, someone's always trying to take down uh, BBC America. You know, Wait, what? I feel like they are. It's how I, I feel. I fucking can't. I fucking how can't. I feel. I'm just going to plug Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. She's nominated for Best Hero. I'm just going to say I'm going to vote for her, too. And if you, you know, like Brie Larson, maybe you guys could vote for her, too. Just, just a little slight minor request right, <laughs> from it would me. Be, it would be kind of nice. Make the know? neck beards mad that she wins. I so agree. Also, do you want to take this time to do a final takes? This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. Oh, sure. I don't really have any final takes. <laughs> this Aww. week, I i mean, the final take is that there's no two minutes. There's no two minutes for... 207 so all we can do is speculate wildly we did talk about the fact that we're going to do a killing eve bingo for this upcoming episode we have a couple of things that are going to be on the bingo card like threesome with villanelle <laughs> threesome with villanelle and even interrupts or threesome with villanelle and then murder murder and then threesome there's so many options a kiss between villanelle and eve a smash which seems like asking for a lot but why not shoot for the stars <laughs> um a constantine cock block a carolyn cock block there are so many fucking options we're going to post it on the insta and you guys if you see it and you decide to engage like make a guess on something a square that you think is going to involve or what's going to be involved in the first two minutes and then if you're right like you get some you get some cool yeah might be some swag coming your way exactly that's my final take my final take is that i'm so super confused with what's going on i have way too many theories and way too many angles the only thing i'm not confused about is the fact that carolyn's on some bullshit and constantine's on some bullshit and peel needs to die i'm gonna say that i am noticing the disappearance of a character in this episode they were here they maybe had eight seconds of screen time and no dialogue so, I mean, things like that I don't like to see when it comes to people that I've already fallen in love with, that I've sort of vied for, rooted over, rooted over and vied for. I'm tired. Vied <laughs> for? <laughs> rooted over? I'm still saying it wrong. Rooted for. I'm only laughing because... I too, I'm like sipping this coffee <laughs> like, girl. And you know, and that's Kenny. He walked into all <laughs> breakfast and he stepped cautiously you think back Kenny's out gonna of the frame fucking die. and out of the game for the whole episode. No, nothing. It's just, I don't like when things like that happen. I mean, I'm we've saying. been seeing Kenny less and less. And I feel like every time we see him, he's just like more infantile, like with how they just present his character he's a little boy he's not much confidence not much power or aggression and still living at home with his mom and they're just not doing anything for kenny like he's regressing like maybe he was leveling up when he was trying to get with elena but now that elena's out the paint they're just like fuck kenny like they're not I even trying like to develop that. kenny yeah. with uh with anyone it's interesting it's annoying a little bit but i mean it's whatever that's because kenny is one of your low-key high-key faves we don't need men with range really in this show <laughs> 
<laughs> like the man with the most lines is uh, Nico and Constantine. Like those are the reigning men with dialogue throughout the entire series. Kenny was he was up there when he was being utilized. And you're right. When Elena left, he went from let's do some sneaky things behind my mother's back to I'm just going to run upstairs and not say anything this scene. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to step in the room and then walk out of the room with no dialogue. And it's like, oh, what? <laughs> and now, you know, Hugo being the new Kenny, it's like, oh, great. So oh, dear. what's going to happen to my Kenny? Which is why I think I don't want to say that they're done with him in the writer's room, but that it would be a send off of source since you're not going to use him. Don't just have him flapping in the wind well now, maybe they'll he- kill him like you said yeah yeah and that'll make you sad yeah but we'll play we'll have our own little memorial service for and the lovely the Kenny if he does he's the last person that cared about Bill being alive so that's a- <laughs> so it's like you're right about that so no one's gonna so no right. one's gonna talk about Bill Bill's memory is gonna be just forever buried in this series with no Kenny yeah. can we also talk about the fact that Villanelle is in some awesome sort of plaid outfit it looks like burberry it's a it's a random guess i'm making because burberry loves those kind of patterns i don't know how true that is i'm gonna go with it for right now because villanelle only wears designer shit but it's pretty great it's also pretty gay i just want to (laughs) know yeah it is and you know what special shout out we got to find that bitch we found her on fucking insta and i just want to be like hey special shout out and thank you to you charlotte i believe her name is charlotte who is the wardrobe aficionado for killing eve and she's just giving us everything we want i mean suit after suit after suit yeah wardrobe keep doing what you're doing if you want to check out the costume designer her name is charlotte and she is under the handle charlotte costume spelled c-h-a-r-l-o-t costume Also, we're trying to figure out why no one has owned up to the fact that they've won the pajamas from the giveaway. Wait a minute. Why has no one said anything? Wait. Do you think they... Especially because I was super hyped. Uh, They didn't do it? I would be so angry if that's the case. Or maybe they just take that long to ship. But no, even knowing that you won would be something that you would brag about. But no one said that they've won. They didn't announce a winner pajama i'm just putting that into twitter to see what's happening yeah they didn't announce it not that i've seen it i just see someone saying did i win the pajamas have i won the pajamas yet me rewatching tonight's episode so i can enter myself in the pajama giveaway this is just people right these are our entries into it but no one's saying that they have won that they're coming like, is it just going to be a random photo shoot spread where it's like, oh, they told me I couldn't say anything that I wanted. Like, but. did you guys thought you had the, the costumes and then someone from from the crew was like, oh, actually, we uh, <laughs> we, we donated those to the local children's hospital because they needed pajamas. I think we should tweet BBC and AMC and whoever the fuck else was talking about and be like, yo, what up with those pajamas, B? I mean, I need to What know. up with that hoe? Come on. But yeah, so if you guys want to join us in tweeting the BBC and AMC to be like, where are those pajamas? Are so who does pajamas? Candace have to talk to? Who does Candace have to bribe to get access to those fucking pajamas for at least one motherfucking cosplaying day? I'm fucking begging you and while we're at it can we just put another request out to the bbc when are you bitches gonna be at the stuff and by the stuff i mean the cons at least right. the major cons why aren't you at sdcc are why Q&As? aren't you at new comic con right. where are you at paley fest what the fuck is going on why why are they doing this to us although i have to be honest with you i have to be perfectly fucking honest you know that i was at the paley fest
cast for Star Trek Discovery. And I had the VIP and I was in there. And I just have to say that when I was standing in front of Soniqua and just looking at all the talent and brilliance and beauty, like literally four inches away from my face, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like stuff was being said to me and I just, I was just like, (laughs) just happy to be in the scene. That if I did get those same type of tickets and access to a Killing Eve situation and I was in that room and like Sandra Oh was like, you know, four or five inches away and Jodie Comer was like over there and whoever else. I just don't know what would happen. (laughs) Like I would probably just be sitting there with a smile on my face taking sneak pictures like I did last time, which is exactly what I did. I just took a bunch of pictures of Soniqua and her husband and random other people, you know, Wilson and other people. And I was like, look, guys, (laughs) look what's happening. I'm trying to be fucking cool and calm and collected, which I believe I'm succeeding as I eat my cheese, but I'm freaking out on the inside. That would be me. Yeah. Oh, I guess that means it's time for our favorite lines of the episode. All right. So it's time for our favorite line of the week. Favorite line of the week. (laughs) Okay. Favorite lines. Favorite, favorite lines. You can go first. All right, so my favorite line takes place inside of, uh, I guess, the witch's house. I won't call her a witch because she's not, she's not a plant either. She's she's some version of wholesome, like Miss Pillsbury. Wow. wow, back in Glee days, where you know, if you didn't know her, you would think something was. Wait, did you just reference wrong. Glee? I did reference Miss Pillsbury. <laughs> you know, I mean, she seemed oh, like shit. she was a. Uh, someone's dream someone's version of perfect right but you know she ugly yeah ugly. so this version of miss poolsbury uh <laughs> i'm gonna keep saying it like I, that I, had a had a foreign man in her house that wasn't so foreign but he was definitely taken and mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm. arguing that you know she didn't understand even why they were together because she felt like god has blessed her with someone else's husband so She's playing house with someone's husband. And then the wife makes her way in to her abode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She invites the wife in for a cuppa. Guess a cup of tea. We'll say that. And the husband and wife have a little hashing out. (laughs) I can't. I can't. What? I'm trying to set up the scene. Are you setting it up? You setting it up. Are you? I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I'm sorry. Like, my laughter is always so obnoxious, you guys. I, I honestly can't help it. And here is Terrence's favorite line of the week. But an owl keeping you busy. Yeah. Looks like we're both pretty busy. With work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But you could be more busy, Eve. I mean, you I'm could. just saying the difference between uh, what I do and what you're doing is that you knew about Villanelle. So. Ooh. Well, that's... There are no lies there. I, I, but you already know how I feel about Nico and Gemma, that like you could be upset about your wife being on her fuck shit, but what you don't do is immediately the first day after you just fucked your wife, BDSM style, you're like, mm, morning after, I'm going to leave, I need to go think, but let me go stay at my bitch's house, the, my, my, my work wife, who I'm already complaining to because that's not weird, that's not fucked up, that's not petty, that's not shitty. No, it is, Nico. He should it just be is. happy that uh, even someone who does ride share and doesn't drive because the vehicle would have been in the living room. He's happy. He should be happy that Eve is a chill woman. Right. 
You know, it's like that episode of Six Feet Under where Vanessa finds out that her husband is cheating with a stripper and her and her sister go over to confront the stripper and they end up like sort of getting violent and destroying her car. They beat the shit out of her windows. They slash her fucking tires. I'm just saying other people got other energy. Like the way Nico was carrying on, like though that's the situation when you throw hands. I'm yeah, not saying you have to throw hands every wanted- time, but if I would have came in that fucking house and he was fucking being as shady as he was like, yes, bitch. Yes, yes. I want the violence. Yes, yes, yes. I want Villanelle too but actually I'm not with Villanelle I'm not in her fucking apartment in fact I'm playing hard to fucking get I'm being annoying to Villanelle and here you are in Gemma's fucking house in the house in the house oh I'm sleeping on her couchy bitch shut the fuck up we know for a fact that Gemma's walking around the crib in her fucking push up bras right and barely anything else to be like oh hey Nika oh I didn't know you were out here on the couch bitch he's sleeping on the couch you knew he was on the couch so no I have no space for Nico I got I got nothing and I'm glad you chose that line because it was truth Uh. He just annoys me so much. He does. And he does. He's annoying. He's fucking annoying. And hopefully he gets knocked the fuck out. Like not completely out, but just like a black guy that he has to look in the mirror for a week and be like, Eve's new girlfriend punched me. That's probably what he was thinking in the rain when he was walking home. <laughs> oh, she punched me in the gut. In, in the, my emotions. In my ego, right. In my emotions. Yeah. I guess we can move on to my favorite line of the week. And, what did you uh, pick? I feel like for anyone who's been paying attention <laughs> to my personality, like this shouldn't be a total shock. It harkens back to a life philosophy of mine when dealing with problematic men, especially misogynistic men who feel like they can just do whatever they want, that there's sometimes only one way to deal with those type of dudes. My dad taught me that there is only one way to communicate with a bully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. Mm. And what was his advice? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, bitch. And let the church say amen. Wait, let me play this out. That mystery is solved. (laughs) (laughs) And let the church say amen. Let the church say. That was brilliance. That was poetry. That was remarkable. The insight that had, the clarity, the passion, the truth. I just love it. Well, guys. That pretty much sums us up for this fucking snack episode. Uh, as always, you can reach out to us on all of our social meds. Um, let us know if you have anything that you want to contribute to the fan base. If you're holding on to uh, cuts of promos for the trailers that we haven't seen yet. Maybe. Yeah, if you come across some new shit, some new scenes, some new things we didn't talk about, please let us the fuck know so we can see it. We hunger. We hunger. Also, we will be doing a massive giveaway for iTunes reviews. Our producer would like us to get more reviews for the show. And, you know, we're introverts, basically. So we tend to be pretty shitty at social media, as you can tell. But, hey, we're making efforts. And so we're going to do this thing where we do a massive giveaway of stuff, of swag, of shit we have made and have and will make for. And then we'll just, like, we'll aggregate all of the reviews in the iTunes. And then we'll just write down all the names, usernames of whoever did leave a review then we'll put it in a fucking bowl and we'll pick it the fuck out and we'll fucking put that shit on insta so you know that there was no fuckery that we actually pulled it out of a fucking fishbowl and that massive giveaway will have what we'll have it'll have a hoodie it'll have a tea it'll have a hat it'll have a mug bitch it'll have a glass to etch thingamabob it'll have some fucking socks like it'll have buttons it's gonna have a bunch of shit with killing eve related stuff that hopefully you will enjoy and so yeah more info on that but really there's no more info to give like if you guys are enjoying the show and you leave a review that would be so fucking amazing 
and you get entered into this massive fucking giveaway. Oh, that was so cool. I would have been too nervous to ask you to do anything like that. I'm not big on. Did you see how I like summed up my courage just now? (laughs) Like we literally left it to the end. I was like, look at that note. Look at the stars. We have to mention it. I was like, "Mm, I don't don't want (laughs) to. See, and this is why we suck at social media. This is why introversion. It's a thing. We wait with bated breath for uh, Friday because, you know, it's a. I mean, it's a good day, I guess, but I'd rather say we, we're waiting till Thursday because that's when we get two minutes. We don't know when we're getting two minutes. The Premiere app is going its own way, I suppose. <laughs> the, the Premiere app is on Moscow rules. So. Moscow rules because us, all of us, the fans can't just fucking stop speculating and sharing all the things, no matter if you paid for it or not. Like, we don't fucking care. It's like, you want to see some Killing Eve content? Here. Here it is. Anyway, you can get it. So, yeah, that's our fault. But whatever. We can't be blamed. The show is fucking amazing. Thank you for tuning in once again to our podcast and for spending an hour or more. I don't know how long this is, but however much time you spent, we so appreciate you. I, For those of you who have reached out and said, yeah, it takes me two days to listen to your podcast but i still love it hey thanks we know we're long-winded we are definitely the longest killing you podcast out here but we so appreciate those of you who stick with us and then hey if we release and it's wednesday and you take two days to listen to it it's already friday right? and if you have the premiere app you're on the new episode so like this helps you get a healthy portion of Killing Eve that lasts you throughout the week. I'm saying. Oh, I also want to shout out Katie at So It Goes For on Twitter for tweeting us today, saying that you live for the Well Well Villanelle podcast every week. Hey, thank you. That makes us feel fantastic. Yes, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Also want to shout out Sigma Esquire 03, who reached out about the Witch Bridge Bitch <laughs> comment that I had <laughs> last episode because she lives in Jersey and was like, yo, I said the same damn thing so (laughs) clearly guys we were not making that shit up like if you are from the east coast in the states what villanelle said literally makes no sense but we will we will just let it go we're gonna move on it's totally fucking fine (laughs) also want to shout out the real ashley m who reached out on instagram the support group is always open for new members and thank you for appreciating our extras hell three hour recap of episode 205 just Mm want to say to you the real Ashley M no you did not get out of hand in your message we love all the enthusiasm and the fact that you're loving the show again it gives us joy it helps rejuvenate us especially when we're here in the early a.m. after work recording these goddamn things because we just want to experience and give back to the fans and have fun with you guys so I think that's it I think that's all my notes we did the producer plug it was painful but we did it we We did it don't judge us so what's left to say except oh come clean if you really didn't win these pajamas i mean we're not <laughs> we're not gonna attack you we just we, we just, just want to know we just want to know that somebody got them right take like, a picture yeah uh, and thanks for that thanks for being so bold and so brave yes so if that's if nothing else then until next time everyone here's hoping you get killed by a woman jody comer can murder me too Bye. <laughs>